Intersection is brought to you by Social Health Institute, exploring new and innovative ways for hospitals and healthcare organizations to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategies. Learn more at socialhealthinstitute.com. That there's a lot of opportunity for us to all come together and, and make some changes and going forward and, you know, it's so idealistic, but make the world a better place. Welcome to Intersection. I am Bobby Ratu, storyteller. Uh, my name is Shelley Young. I'm the executive editor of Skirt Magazine in Charleston, South Carolina. We all just need a little bit more skirt in our life. Yeah, skirt. Many people would feel that is a male chauvinistic statement, especially given the current political and social climate. But it's true. We just need more skirt. That is, Skirt Magazine, based in Charleston, South Carolina. Skirt is all about women, their work, their play, families, creativity, style, health and wealth, bodies and souls. Skirt is an attitude. Spirited, independent, outspoken, serious, playful, and irreverent. Sometimes controversial, always passionate. Skirt Magazine is Charleston's first women's magazine, celebrating women with an attitude since 1994. Shelley Hill Young is the executive editor and embodies everything that is Skirt. I met Shelley in 2009 as we worked together during a rebranding of a nonprofit, working to grow the number of IT professionals in South Carolina. Afterwards, she spent a few years in California working for FoxSports.com, Hollywood Reporter, and the Doctor's TV show. The South called her home, not only to raise her family, but to take on a new challenge, becoming the executive editor to a magazine that embodies passion necessary during a time when we just need more skirt. So we met many years ago. I'm trying to remember, was it around probably 2009, maybe, or 10? I left the state newspaper in 2009. Um, It must have been closer around 2010 that I started working with um, ITology. And um, yeah, and that's where we met. So tell us, how did you get from Columbia to California. Talk about that move to California. Sure. Um, I think while we were working together at Itology, I had had recently gotten engaged to my husband, Kenley Young, who I had met working at the state newspaper. And um, pretty soon after we get, got married, we decided um, that we just wanted to pick up and go to California. Um, Kenley started looking for jobs in, in Los Angeles and, and, and found one. And so we were able to go and we, you know, talked about it a lot because obviously it's a huge change moving across the country. And we had just been married for about a year when we did it. And um, we just thought that we wanted to get out of South Carolina for a while and experience other places. And um, I remember sitting down um, at a bar in uh, Santa Monica when we first got there and us having a conversation, having a beer and a conversation. And we're like, can't believe we just did this. And, you know, how long do we think this is going to last? And um, so anyway, it was a blast while we were there. We really enjoyed it. He worked for foxsports.com as a copy editor. I worked, ended up working for foxsports.com as well, briefly as kind of a freelance copy editor for um, 
The Hollywood Reporter as a freelance copy editor, and then also at The Doctors, um, the television show I worked for, uh, their website as a web producer. So I said when I left, I wasn't quite sure what type of job I was going to find in Los Angeles, but I thought to myself that I wanted to find a job that I could only do in Los Angeles and just kind of have that experience. And um, so the doctors working on that website was probably that job that um, was definitely felt like a very Los Angeles experience. Well, let me ask you this. Did you and Kinley, when you got there, did you always knew you were going to come back? Or did you think, oh, we're going to go here, and if it works out, we might stay here the rest of our lives? Talk about that a little bit. Sure. That was definitely part of that conversation with the beer on the beach in um, Santa Monica when we first got there. We said, well, we knew that kids would change things. We knew that we didn't want kids immediately, but we knew that when we had them, that that potentially could change things. Um and we also said that, you know, if anything were to happen to any of our family, all of our families in South Carolina, that that would change things. So I think we kind of knew that it um, that we wanted to make a go of it and stay there as long as we could. That, But I think we kind of probably knew in our hearts that we would eventually be back, that it wasn't permanent. What is SCART? We like to say it's for women with attitude. I mean, it's... Uh, um, it's for independent-minded, spirited women that want to, um, that yes, like fashion and beauty and the stuff that a traditional women's magazine might offer, but that also offers um, a positive, powerful message about women's place in our community. Um, it's a place where we hope that women can kind of come and connect and empower women and um it's really an attitude. Can I read you something? Yes. This was what was on the very front of the first edition 24 years ago, written by um, Nikki Harden, the founding editor. But um, it defines it really well. Hold on. All right, I'm going to try to get through this. Skirt is all about women, their work, play, families, creativity, style, health and wealth, bodies and souls. Skirt will engage your passions, ask questions, take a stand, tell stories, satisfy your curiosity, provide information, explore the world, celebrate our differences, make connections. Skirt is an attitude, spirited, independent, outspoken, serious, playful, and irreverent, sometimes controversial, always passionate. So those were the founding, that was the founding vision, founding words, and I have that printed out on my desk, and that to me embodies what SCIRT is, and that's what we're trying to kind of um, embrace, and uh, that's what we're going for. Your passion changed when you read that. Yes. Tell me what you were thinking when you read it. You know, I'm honestly not sure why. I haven't but it feels meaningful and purposeful to me. Um, we often hear that you need to find a job that you're passionate about. And I think um, I was really passionate about working for newspapers for a while. I started my career, if I hadn't mentioned already, at the state newspaper. Um, actually, I started my career at the Associated Press in Atlanta, but I spent a lot of time at the state newspaper in Columbia. And um, when I left there because there had been several rounds of layoffs and I just didn't want to stick around for that. Um, I had a hard time finding what I wanted after I left. Um, 
and I think I finally found it again. And it's, um, so I personally feel passionate about the work I'm doing because it's writing and it makes um, me happy, but also because I get to write about women. I mean, like, I really can't think of a better job. I mean, I get, I get weird. the purpose of the mission of our magazine is to celebrate and advocate for women. And that's really important right now. And it's also, it's been important for 25 years or longer than that, but it's um, especially important right now. I, I'm sitting here listening to you and I, number one, I'm humbled by your passion and I get excited about that. And I want to go ahead and read a quote to you. I, I was going to save it, but I feel like it's purposeful right now. Okay. So a few years ago, when the Obama administration um, went through their second uh, campaign, mm-hmm. there was right before that, there was a proclamation done in 2011 during Women's History Month. And he wrote a proclamation to celebrate women. And that proclamation, there was a quote in it. And I remember going uh, through all the stuff that the campaign was selling, and I found this poster. And um, Rose was almost about to be born, and I knew it was going to be a girl, and so I bought this. And when I bought this poster, um, I hung it on the wall, and it's still hanging in her door, in her room right now. And we read it every now and then. And I and sometimes she gets kind of annoyed because I make her read it um, <laughs> because she's a little girl. But I get choked up reading it. But I want to read it to you. And I want you to tell me what you think about it and how it applies to skirt, if that's okay. I'll try. The proclamation, the quote is, we must carry forward the work of the women who came before us and ensure our daughters have no limits on their dreams, no obstacles to their achievements and no remaining ceilings to shatter. When you hear that, what do you think? I hadn't heard that before, but I love it. Yes, it's, um, I mean, that's definitely the spirit of what we're trying to embrace at Skirt, for sure. Um, that, you know, that's definitely what we're going for. Um, and it's certainly what we want for our daughters, right? I mean, um, it is... Um, it's so interesting. My daughter's two and a half and she's starting to really develop a strong personality, which I love. Um, but I try to be aware of all of the just societal things that are placed on her because she's a girl, you know, the fact that she has a bunch of pink stuffed animals and a bunch of pink clothes that people have given it to her. Um, and, you know, I tried to kind of expose her to, it's a very conscious thing that you have to be aware of to, like, work to expose her to all the experiences that are out there and not just um, that there's these expectations of what a girl should be and what she should do. And it's it's really interesting how um, difficult that is to keep those expectations from seeping in, uh, if that makes any sense. And so, um, you know, obviously our audience is skirted or are grown hope women that we think are strong and independent and, um, and hopefully we're 
inspiring people to find ways, their own way to be the person they want to be and not feel like that they're limited and not feel like, like they're not good enough for some reason that society places on them. So what does Skirt really celebrate? I mean, our, our, our mission is, sim- is really that simple, that we're celebrating women, but we're celebrating um, women that are trying to uh, live in a way that, again, that they're, um, they're not limited, that they're going after their own dreams, they're defining their own dreams, that they have opportunities, that they have um, freedom to make the decisions for them to have chart their own course in life. What is it like coming from a traditional medium, probably from the AP Newswire that produced papers and information for papers into new media where we see the newspapers every day, we see another company downsizing. Mm -hmm. The Boston Globe is downsizing, Washington Post, all the big hitters. But here you sit publishing a magazine. What is that like? Um, well, there's challenges, but I am so happy that I have the chance to do it and that, that we that the community still is um, embracing us. I, yes, I think that you know we're oversized. We're not like traditional magazine size. We we recently um, changed the size of the magazine, but it's still oversized. And I think that's something that people have come to associate with Skirt, and one reason that it kind of stands out. Um, to people when they see it um, on display. We've always been known for having um, kind of a different design aesthetic. And um, I think that stands out to people. And so we do, I mean, obviously we are also trying to build our digital space, but I agree. I, I my, my background is in traditional media and I, like flipping through our magazine it's there's just a better a stronger better design more personal design I don't know um more intimate maybe I don't know that's a strange word but um um and we do obviously you know we're on Instagram and uh, you know um we get a lot of feedback that way um so there's people you know you have to have the digital space as well but I'm glad that we have the that we also have the print publication isn't there a need in the space for a magazine like Skirt that you can touch and feel and pick up in an age when we have to celebrate women? I mean, I obviously I think so. That's an interesting question. Um, yeah, it, it makes it more tangible, right? I mean, it makes it um, everything on in social media seems so uh, fleeting, and what's the next best thing, and you know what, um, and who's the next best thing, and there's something about print that's more tangible and substantive than that you can have the conversations uh, maybe you know that are harder that um that take more time in a print publication yeah and one of the things that i notice about skirt as i've looked at it and as a photojournalist photographer visual storyteller you know all those things Mm -hmm. The photography really sets it apart. Oh, yeah. And the typography. 
Okay, yes, for sure on that. The photography and the typography, the the appropriate uses uses of font and mm-hmm. the the rich colors of the pictures mm-hmm. and talk about that aesthetic that is so important to the readership. Isn't that a statement to say, look, we are colorful, we are vibrant, we are standing out on the rack of the magazine store because we want you to see us. For sure. I've known this, we've been evolving the magazine and there've been a lot of changes, but the two things that make the magazine other than the, I mean, it's the content, the point of view, the um, little bit of an attitude, the spirit but it's also always it has always been about the design, and that it has continued to evolve and is evolving. But it's um, but it has been one of the things that's always made us stand out, and I don't want to lose that as we try to you know kind of modernize the magazine a, a little bit. I definitely want to keep that spirit of the voice and the spirit of the way it looks. Now a quick break to ask you for your help. Did you know Intersection Podcast is part of a network of shows and we're looking for your feedback? We would appreciate your help if you could take a few minutes to fill out a short listener survey. Go to survey.intersectionpodcast.com. That is survey.intersectionpodcast.com. We hope you'll share your experience. Hi there, this is Bobby again. We need your help. If you like Intersection, we'd really appreciate you taking a moment to leave us a review. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher, please take a moment to leave a review. This is important because it helps others find our show. Thank you so much for your help. What's your favorite part of Skirt? What's the one thing that gets you up in the morning and you love to do? Is it... As far as your role with the magazine, what do you love about the magazine? I love talking to the people. I mean, I love coming up with the story ideas um, and going out and having the conversations with the women that we profile in the magazine. Um, and, learn, you know, each each interview, you kind of learn from the people that you talk to and learn from their experiences and how they overcame whatever obstacles they overcame or how they feel what inspires them um and that's inspiring to me and hopefully that turns around and um is inspiring to other people is there in your time at skirt since you've moved back and you've been working on the magazine is there an interview that has kind of stuck with you that you're like wow or maybe it wasn't wow it's more of it made you see something through a different lens is there is there yeah. an interview that's kind of just, that's top of mind? I can think of two offhand. Um, one is with um, Kelly George, who opened a meditation studio here in Charleston called Still Soul Suit Studio. It's hard to say, Still Soul Suit Studio. And um, so it was really interesting talking to her about the need for meditation and a quiet and mindfulness and her thought was that stress is um, a huge problem in our society. Um, and uh, I identified with that because having a full-time 
job and with wearing lots of hats, editing a magazine and having two small children at home, there's, it is stressful. It is. Um, so um, it was nice to know that, and it was a job, like she started still soul studio after she'd already, or she still has a successful career and um, in kind of the corporate world. And, and she had seen the need for that in her life and other people's lives and kind of has recently started that um, in her late forties and early fifties. So that was inspiring. I also talked with um, Janet Alterman, who um, has been around women's issues in South Carolina and Charleston and South Carolina for a long time. She talked a little bit about importance of reproductive rights and some women's issues that um, that are going to be really important coming up in the election season. And so that kind of was an eye-opening um, conversation. Um, and then also... Um, I thought about, I talked to, interviewed the woman that's the head of women and gender studies at College of Charleston. She's new in that position, um, Krista Weld. And that was an equally interesting conversation. Um, I'm learning all the time. I talk to these women about, um, about ways to have a stronger voice and be more assertive and um, be more powerful as a woman. In the world of telling the women's stories, Mm-hmm. You know, we can go moderate, right? We can go middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. And we can just tell the stories that make us feel comfortable. But sometimes we have to push the pendulum really far because that's the only way we're going to get back to middle again, right? Do you find that struggle and that balance of when to push the pendulum and when to keep it more central? Why is it necessary right now to push the pendulum? Well, I think that we want to be relevant um, and that people are open to having the conversation um, and that we needed to take um, advantage of the opportunity to have the difficult conversations um, at a time when people seem, a lot of people seem open to having them um, and where people seem more aware perhaps of some of the things that are going on that are um, hurtful to women. I mean, some obvious violence and some less obvious. Um, And, you know, that's how we learn and change um, is by having the conversation and learning from other people's experiences and being open to hearing other people's experiences and how other people view things. There are some topics that Charleston, South Carolina isn't ready to explore, you know? So how do you find those balances? My personal thought is that we are an advocate and celebrate women. So I'm going to talk about the things that are going to make women stronger, or I want to talk about things, uh, you know, there's um, definitely room for us for improvement here, but that taught that, um, are going to make um, women stronger and better as a community, open up more opportunities. We're not going to be political. That's just not our... um, Interesting. ...what we're about. We're not going to be extremely negative. We've always had a... um, And when I say we're not going to be political, I mean I'm not going to endorse a candidate, but we're going to talk about the issues that, or I'd like to talk about issues that are important to women. And 
we don't want to go extremely negative, you know, that we've, we're always about building people up and not tearing them down. What do you want people to walk away from this interview to know about Skirt and know about you that when they stop listening, what do they take away from this? That it's about you, that women out there in Charleston and greater Charleston area in South Carolina are Skirt um, and that um, the magazine isn't really about me, that it's about all of the really cool things that women are doing right now and the opportunity that we have to all come together, support each other, build each other up, and all women too. Like, um, I like that the name of this is Intersections because there's a lot of talk about you know intersectionality. And so um, that there's a lot of opportunity for us to all come together and, and make some changes and going forward and you know, it's so idealistic, but make the world a better place. Last question. Yes. So as a man mm-hmm. and, you know, your husband has his space and he is a strong voice as well in what he does in the world of skirt, in the world that, you know, the skirt is trying to propel the women's voice. What's now the new role for men? What do we play in this? Just to be supportive. I'm definitely not, I mean, yet no, I'm not a, I like men. (laughs) Um, um, you know, like I, I think that to listen to women, to take us seriously, to respect us, um, to value us, what we bring to the table, to listen, especially in work environments and policy politics in, um, environments where, um, perhaps women's voices haven't been heard as strongly in the um, past, especially in the South. The one and only Shelly Hill Young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really, really appreciate your time and energy and passion and effort. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and exploration. Most importantly, the many intersections inside the world of storytelling. Intersection is powered by the Touchpoint Media Network, podcast dedicated to discussions on all things healthcare. Go to touchpoint.health for many other podcasts exploring digital marketing and online patient engagement strategies, CIO and technology strategies, the challenges of the online physician, the power of the e-patient, and most importantly, the power of storytelling. To learn more, go to touchpoint.health. That is touchpoint.health.